called me Dr. Jones, known as the Night Tripper. Got my satchel of grease in my hand. Then we tripping up and back down the bayou. I'm the last of the best, they call me the greedy man. Got many clients, come from miles around, running down my prescription. Hello, hello. I got medicine. What's up? You about your motherfuckers? Yeah, I said it. <laughs> hey, welcome to the Po' Boys Podcast. I'm your host, Jody B. And uh, today, we have part two. The finale. The end of the saga. With Rudy. Now, last week we got into a few different things. We uh, talked about music. I showed him, a, you know, a couple songs maybe he hadn't heard before, and it was it was a good time. And uh, you know, I really like talking to people, and we went for a long time. I had to split it, so you get another. Oh shit! I think it's like an hour, hour and forty-five. We went for a while, man, and uh, it was just good conversation. So, I'm not going to talk your head off. I'm just going to get into it. Uh, we'll pick up right where we left off last time. So, yeah. Kick back and enjoy. And I'll catch your ass after the show. If you work too hard and you need a little rest, try my Easy Life Rub or put some of my Balls Fix Jazz in your breakfast. Try a little bit of... Hey now. I don't want to bore everybody just talking about Chris Cornell, even though as much as I appreciate that. <laughs> what I did want to ask you about was I was really intrigued. Like I said, when I listened to uh, with with the episode with Papa Wright, uh, the last one, uh, the last one you guys did, mm-hmm. it was just so funny because the way you guys play off of each other, like, <laughs> and yeah, I, I mean, he, you've known him for how long? Because he, he was saying some some stories from way back. I mean, oh, yeah. like when you were young, he was talking about going to Florida trips and you know his parents with, with your grandmother and talking about Maybelline, and I was like, man, this guy, he must. I thought you just, you know met him for a while ago but i guess you've known him for years upon years i've known papa Wright for 22 years is that is that 22 years in your 30s so when you're eight years old that's it i was eight he's six years older than me so what is that, <laughs> eight plus six i'm telling you it, it was so funny because the beginning was rough yeah that was the first that was the very first podcast that i listened to mm-hmm. uh when rod was telling me hey you know uh, uh jody b's asking about you know maybe you doing a an episode. I said, "Well, let me see what, it, what his, his, his podcast is about." And that was the first one, so it's rough. I mean, his phone staticky. You know, I'm I trying to make I'm out what he's saying. I think I'm gonna go back and work on it. I learned and, and, a trick and, But I, I withered through the storm, and once I got through the first 15, 20 minutes, I was just like, "Man, these dudes like they're just talking away. That you could tell they're friends, and they're just talking away." But 
I took such an appreciation out of it that I was like, I wish I could just, just be sitting there while they're talking. Like, you know, it's, I don't even have to say anything. You're just listening. Like, you know, that's just really, really, I, I really, really enjoyed that. So I actually went back. I think it's three episodes before that where he was on the show again. So I'm going to listen to that one. Oh, yeah. And uh, He's had see how four. I like that. You know, obviously I like the one with Steve Flo because I know who he is. And the one with Rod and Denise, you know, it's, I mean, I, I've always, you know, liked everything that they've done. But I did tell Rod, I said, hey, man, it kind of just sounded like you guys are just friends, just chatting on the phone. I said, I, I was waiting to hear something groundbreaking, something like I've never found out, you know, well, wow, I discovered something new about you guys. He's like, yeah, we're kind of just laid back and he's laid back and we kind of just were shooting the breeze. I go, yeah, you know, that, that, that has its time and place too. It's funny, man, because it's what it is. Is we just sit around and talk. Me and me and Chris. I mean, we've known each other forever, man. And so we'll get to talking about some shit, and it ends up getting around to just dude talk. Like it's almost embarrassing at this point, Rudy. How many stories about jerking off I've said on my show? You know what I'm saying? Like it's just life experiences, man. Like it's it's stuff that happened to me. But what, what, just, I, like, what it's I funny. like when you're talking about certain things that it wasn't scripted. Where he was like, you know, man, I got tired of seeing this person taking advantage of you, and and yeah, you've been through some things, and you could tell it's not—he's not just the guy you goof around with. And even though you guys were joking, I never took offense. Like, man, that's pretty wrong for him to say your mama. It—it it yeah. was just like, like you said, when when you you know how you can play with somebody. I got guys like that at work. You know, they'll walk by, you know, slap you on the back of the head, you know, but oh, somebody else shit. does, and I'm ready to punch his lights. I'm like, hey, I don't know you, like friend at work. All he does is trash been badmouth me all day at work and he's probably one of my best friends now his brother says why do you let my brother talk to you like that i said because he's uglier than me fatter than me <laughs> so it's like because it, fuck it's, him it's that's joy why for someone yeah it, it's a joy for someone who's messed up as me to, to 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 call me names that it's just funny to me i go and we get along i go now somebody else says that to me oh, you yeah. know we're gonna have an issue because i don't know you like that so you know that's what i really really if i can give you any you know uh props I really appreciate the chemistry you had with uh, Papa Wright. I was uh, so let him know, you know, keep oh, yeah. doing what you guys do when you guys have it. I don't know how frequent he visits your, you know, your show and how you guys get together, you know, over the phone and whatnot. But uh, yeah, you guys got some good stories, man. I, I appreciate it. I was like just trying. I, I was trying to listen as much as I could to get as much info, you know, and just all the stuff he was saying, man. Like you know, like I said, you've had it rough, but you don't live in pity and what was me it's like you know you take what you've learned and you just keep pressing on and i think that's good now that you got your boy you know you you've already been through madness and now you can just help him not go through the same stuff you went through yeah i mean that's the goal man i just want to make it better for him you know yeah. and I, just being here is already a fucking step up because i didn't have a dad you know it is what it is yeah it's, I enjoy talking with Papa Wright. Like I said, I've said it before, I get more comfortable around him. So I'll literally say whatever's on my mind with that. And sometimes there's some crazy shit that runs through my mind. It was mind. funny. You're like, you're like, oh, this is going to pop off. I popped off on your mama. That's yeah, right. you did. It's all the time, bro. <laughs> I'm like, he's not even offended. He's like, yeah, you did. You're like, he fucking... oh, this sounds funny. Yeah, like the way I was giving it to your mama. <laughs> this motherfucker yeah, called were. me earlier <laughs> like, with that shit. With him for? He didn't He's even like, fucking. Yeah, you were. <laughs> oh man, that was great. That was great. So I, I, I'm telling you, I was like, you know what? I'm gonna go back and listen to the other episode they did because there's like three episodes in between where it was other people. But I was like, yeah. I'm gonna go back and listen. How, how many you what recorded? 
You said 25 uh, episodes so far? 25. He's been on three, and I've got one more in the can I'm working on right now. Like, he wants to get back on, actually. See, this is the thing. Papa Wright is one of my dearest friends, and it's... He's not very big on social media because he has kids. He has other shit that he does. He's on Facebook. I don't know what his fucking thing is, but yeah, I just do Twitter. So if you're not on Twitter, yeah. you don't exist to me. And I, it's kind of rude, but it is what it is. Um, so Papa Wright is, he's got a couple degrees at criminal justice, criminal law stuff. I mean, he's, he's very smart and he, he's very well read. He's a little wordy sometimes, but the motherfucker's got a head on his shoulders. He's tried to do some some good things. And a couple times he's got burned by people you wouldn't think. Like the NAACP. You know, like he tried to make a difference yeah. and shit kind of blew up in his face. And he found out that, you know, in this world, you yeah. just kind of got to look at it for what it is. Sometimes it's just a game. That's it. You know, and he's he's very well spoken. And actually he sent me a, I don't know if you're interested in shit that's going on in the world nowadays with politics and racism and shit like that but uh he actually wrote a paper today and i'm pretty proud of him because i don't think i've seen him put down that many words (laughs) i read the whole fucking thing and it's probably more i've read than in years (laughs) but you know he he's a good dude and he has a good heart and i know that he tries to use his brain to to make a better situation for his family and hopefully for the world you know he put that paper out i shared it i i hope other people read it it's just talking about you know how in this country we're just where we're pretty much groomed for racism from school and you just you deal with it you fall in line and it sucks and you know when is enough enough how are we going yeah. to learn? It, it's not okay to just rip down these fucking monuments. It's like you need to understand what they're about before you rip them down. It's not just about how you feel. You need to understand where we came from. You know, yeah. like it's it's a it's a very complicated situation, and these people nowadays they don't really understand rational thought. They just mob mentality things and it's not a way to be man like you have to understand where you've come from to understand where you're going yeah it's not okay to have those fucking statues but you need to understand why the statues are there that's the point and trump said that people got pissed this motherfucker right here is endorsing these goddamn nazis no he's not he's saying if you don't understand the kind of shit that we went through as a country that made us who we are and what little bit of fucking progress we've made, then you're not going to understand how much further we are right now and how we're trying to get the shit going. But you guys keep wanting to just hold the shit up all the time with these problems. Yeah. Stop being such a dick. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. You know, I I agree. I agree 100%. You know, I, I I really do. It's just, I'll send like you the link. It's too. a good article, it's, man. It, he talks about how we're all bred for it, man. We're just bred to kind of sit on our, our on our collars, on our chains, and just this is my piece, and this is my shit right here, and this is all my shit, and my my race and my credo, and I'm looking out for my people, and it's like you kind of need to look out for everybody. Don't be a shithead, you know. Like there's yeah. no point in that. It's not good. It's weird, yeah. man. Well, this I, is a I, weird I've world we're in right now. I'll never sit here and say, "Well, you know, I love this race more than the other," or "Oh, you know, all my friends are black and all my," you know. But I, I, I feel there's dumb and there's good in every race, you know. 
Yeah. I've I've never had that. Uh, I guess for me, growing up the way I did, I never took pride in in my ethnicity. Like, well, I'm I'm brown and I'm proud. I'm like, I had nothing to do with that. I could have been white. I could have been Japanese. I could have been Korean. I, it is what it is. I said I'm proud of the things that I have control over. I'm yeah. proud of the fact that you know I've been in my job for 19 years working a union job, and you know uh, I, I'm proud of things that I've done on my own. But it's like some people they get so caught up on things that are out of their hands. It's like, to me, I tell people all the time, regardless of who the president is, he had no, whether it was Trump, Obama, Bush, they never had any bearing on my marriage, on my divorce. Man. Those are all my mistakes. All of my, <laughs> all, all the things that I did right, those are my accomplishments. Yes, I'm not, I'm not saying that I'm oblivious and I want to stick my head in the sand and I just believe every single thing and oh, I'm just a, a, a lamb going to the slaughter, but I love my life. I love life. I love, Living in this country, do I feel everything's perfect? No, I don't. But I, I really, I, I don't understand people who go as far as to act like they hate living here. Like, oh, I just can't stand it. And, oh, you know, we need to give the land back to, to the Native Americans. Well, then you give your house up first, and then yeah. we'll follow suit. Come on, motherfucker. You know, oh, well, that's not right. <laughs> and you know what? This is their land. Yeah, but do you understand how, how, how war works? you understand how, how invading something works? Well, you give them back your peace. And then we'll follow suit. Yeah. Well, I can't do that. You know, no, so not mine. Like, you know, there, there are things, like you said, we have to understand the history. There are some, some cruel things that have taken place, you know, in, in the history. And, 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 and it's awful. And, and war is an ugly thing. I recently started watching, a, I don't know why I never watched it before. My buddy lent me a Band of Brothers on, on Blu-ray. And I've been watching it. And it's just, it doesn't glamorize the war at all. It makes you just appreciate and how ugly war is, and it's like, it's not fun. I mean, you can see a movie where, you know, like Rambo, and he's shooting everybody, and, and wow, I want to go to war, but when you look at it as like Band of Brothers and, and a guy getting his leg blown off, or, you know, never going home to see his mom again, you know, it's it's brutal, it's an ugly thing. It, it really is. I mean, I have brothers who served in the Marines, and, and I tell them, even if you watch Paint Dry for the six or eight years you were in there, it's more than I've ever done because I, I, I've always been too afraid. I, I like my freedom too much. I, I wouldn't, I, I couldn't do it. You know, I mean, my brother sent me pictures, you know, never asking for praise, you know, sleeping on the floor on Christmas in, in Iraq. And it's like, you know, that's, it's, it's amazing to me that, you know, again, do I support everything and wars? No, but I support our troops and, and we have the freedom to, to, to speak our mind. And, and that's what they always say. You know, people have the right to, to not agree with everything yep. that you don't, they didn't fight so that you can just, well, I'm just going to say the Pledge of Allegiance and, and everything to the flag. You have the right to sit down if you want to without being ridiculed. I feel you should because that's what freedom's about. Not that you have to believe what I believe, and that's what they fought for. It's They fought for freedom. you know. I, but I, I had friends who would literally tell me how, how much they hate this country. I wasn't get out. Where are you going to go? <laughs> I just can't stand, you know, all, all the, the bull crowd. I'm going to move to Canada. Well, okay, go ahead. Yeah, have Good fun, ridden. bro. Bye. Bye, Felicia. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I tell but, you uh, what. I got a song right here. You just made me think of it. Um, I'm going to take just one second. I got to go uh, talk to a man about a horse. If you give me just one minute. Okay. And uh, this will be our little intermission. When I come back, we'll uh, we'll do okay. some talking to figure out where we're going. Cool? Sounds good. Okay. Yep. Hey, if you need to go take a piss, this is the time, Rudy. <laughs> All right. All right. Thank you. 
It's another night in hell, another child won't live to tell. Can you imagine what it's like to starve to death? And as we sit free and well, another soldier has to yell, Tell my wife and children I love them in his last breath. Come on now, amen, 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 amen. Habitual offenders, scumbag lawyers with agendas. I'll tell you sometimes, people, I don't know what's worse. Natural disasters, all these wolves and sheep clothed pastors. Now, goddamn it, I'm scared to send my children to church. And how can we seek salvation when our nations erase relations? Got me feeling guilty of being white. But faith in human nature, our creator and savior, I'm no saint, but I believe in what is right. Come on now, Kid Rock, 
I put a lot of his music on my show. I don't know, man. I, I got pretty attached to Kid Rock at a young age. And uh, I don't follow him as much anymore. The last couple albums have been kind of rough. But I was pretty hardcore Kid Rock for at least the first four or five albums. I know him yeah. like the back of my hand. The whole damn CD, you put it in from start to finish, word for word. I'll I'll go song after song after song. It's pretty stupid. I don't know how you like to listen to music, but I'll listen to shit over and over again until I learn it. It's almost like my OCD habit. <laughs> uh, well, like I said, back in the day, what I used to do when I would buy a CD, I think that's why I liked Soundgarden as much as I did, uh, because when I bought Super Unknown, I literally liked every single track on that, that CD. I would just play the whole thing over and over again. And, and there's some of those songs are just like, deep like mailman and limo wreck uh, there's just i mean deep songs so and then super uh down on the upside i mean the same thing i just played every single track till you know i uh nirvana the same way well i mean they played so much nirvana uh, on the radio but i mean pearl jam as well it was just every single track was to me was a hit you know so that's the way i used to listen to music now i think with the interweb and you know spotify it's kind of easy to be lazy and just kind of go for the for the catchy song yeah and you know but that's why i like having like being on a show like this where i can kind of you know someone who i already know like chris cornell you can say hey have you heard this well let me introduce you to this and it's kind of like whoa you know that's that's pretty awesome i have to go back and take another look because because sometimes i just get lazy you know it's even like with puddle of mud as much as i like them right away i, I just think of blurry you know i know the other song you mentioned but i'm like Oh yeah, I know them, and then you just go to one song. Well, I know this group, and you just go to the one song. But if you take the time to, you know, really appreciate the artists, you might discover some, some, you know, some pleasant songs. Can I tell you something? I know I talked about it with Rod and Anise the other day, and I don't know how you're going to feel about this, but it's just something I think's funny, and it might become a part of my damn show. <laughs> I'm amused with country songs about fucking. I don't, I don't remember you talking about that. I didn't hear that part. In the, in it, the, it happens. Okay, well, maybe I haven't gotten there yet. But it's something that amuses me because country musicians don't get to come out and say things. You know, like like uh, Wide Frame Magnum. I played that earlier in, in the show. Is I pull out the Magnum and I beat it, beat it, beat it, beat it. Like, you can't say that in country music, you know. So everybody has mm -hmm. to be kind of discreet about it. And when I hear yeah. a good country song about fucking, it makes me happy because I'm like, look at you. <laughs> you turned around a metaphor and you made that work. Congratulations. Because <laughs> they're out there. Like, if you listen, there's probably at least 10 that I could think of off the top of my head. Just songs that, they just, yeah, they're talking about fucking. <laughs> they don't yeah. say it. But you just and Conway Twitty was a master of it. If you want to get into some real deal fucking songs, this dude in the seventies, listen to me, Rudy. You would not believe the kind of trim that Conway Twitty was probably pounding out in the sixties and seventies. This man was a white dude with an afro. First and foremost, he was a white man with a big puffy afro. Bam, perm. <laughs> And he would rock white, cut off, Daisy Duke shorts, boots, and a purple button-up fucking shirt, roll the sleeves up. And this dude would just 
smash. He would smash. And he's got so many songs about fucking. It's disgusting <laughs> how many songs he has about banging chicks. <laughs> you want to yeah, talk about. Crazy. Like, you give me any, like, two live crew. Pop that pussy. That's that's nasty. I get you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but this dude says shit like, you want a man with the slow hand. And it's shit. It's, it's, it's nasty. And it's funny because it's hidden. Like, if you don't catch it, you know, you might miss it. But a lot yeah. of these things, just they sneak under the radar and you listen to it and, and you appreciate the shit out of it. Like, people that can make just little, you know, you know exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah. Lay you know down. what I was going to ask? You know what I, what I wanted to ask you? And, and again, you know, whenever you feel we're getting lengthy on, on, on the time, we can cut it off at any time. You know, I, I, I would have been happy with ending it with that song because you know that was a, a good nice song to kind of close the show out with so i mean you can just in the show or you don't have to but what i wanted to ask you I, I i couldn't hear you taking your medicine today i could hear it in the other episodes i couldn't hear it today i don't know if, if you if you if you're not medicated today or, or what's going on but i don't i don't hear the lighter i don't hear the banging on, on the on the table i'm like i don't hear that noise no more oh it's <laughs> maybe it's because the flow because when when i was listening to seaflow's episode it was too hard to listen to in my car, and I don't know if it was his phone or his deep voice, but it was like, brruh, brruh. so I came home and I put on my headphones, and I'm like, what's that noise? I keep hearing like a lighter. I keep hearing something hitting the table, and I keep hearing this one right here, this one. <laughs> yeah, and then I keep hearing. <laughs> now that one I've stopped. Yeah, okay, so you there is a difference. <laughs> I uh, I quit fucking with the vaporizer, man. I'm trying not to to smoke and. You know, trying to do a little better. <laughs> and it was annoying, was it not? Like, I listen back to it just to proof check, you know, just to make sure it's good. And I hear it, and I'm sitting here, and I go, so tell me about yourself. And it goes. <laughs> it's pretty annoying. But you know what? I, I thought it was just me, because I was like, this guy has his time pretty good. For only being 25 podcasts, and he's got his time pretty good. It, I don't even know if the untrained ear would have heard it. I, I listen. I literally listened to two podcasts, three podcasts with the headphones on. So, I mean, I got these J-Beats stuck in my ear, and, and then they're picking up every single sound. So I can hear it clear as day. It's like... <laughs> but the way he's in it, you're like, yeah, so go ahead. There was never like a long pause, like, hey, where'd this guy go? Yeah. And I'm, and I'm listening today. I'm like, is he going to do that? I go, I'm listening. And I'm waiting for it. And I don't hear that awkward moment of silence i'm like oh he must he must have quit or something <laughs> no i quit with the vaporizer no i'm definitely uh medicated <laughs> okay all right okay yeah and i was gonna say man like it's i this is gonna sound pretty lame so you have to excuse me i have i have nothing going on like my baby went to sleep my wife just went to sleep because i think she fucking caught her monthly you know what i'm saying rudy you remember that yeah. remember uh, yeah. those days yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fuck it, man. I'm what, sitting here. What, what, I got what, nothing what we to do. Say, what, what, what us uh, Hispanics used to say was Tia Flo came to visit. Aunt Flo came the to Aunt visit. Aunt Flo. See, you know what I like to say? Aunt I Flo. say uh, Shark Week. It's Shark Week. <laughs> Not for the reason that you would think. Yeah. It's yeah, a good reason because... Then, right and, on. And then, and then when they would give you that, I'm tired. Uh, uh-huh. you know what, hey, 
It's okay. I'm ready to be, have the interview with the vampire. That's right. <laughs> no, I tell you Shark what. Week. Did you know that it's not for why you, it's because did you know that a shark's brain looks like uh like the vag- the vagina with the like uterus. If you saw like a woman's layout, right? Uh-huh. It looks just like a shark's brain. <laughs> so, <laughs> no. That's why it's Shark Week. But yeah, there's also the the obvious low hanging fruit on that one. It's just funny. I think it's hilarious. Yeah. So my wife will be like, "Yo, Shark Week starts," and I'm like, "All right then." <laughs> it's a good plan. I need oh, to know man. these kind of things, man. I need to know you know who I'm fucking with because I don't know how how you would handle it, man. But sometimes I talk crazy to my wife. But sometimes there's not times to do it. You gotta you gotta you know, tone that shit back a little. <laughs> oh yeah, definitely. definitely. That, that's one thing I, I learned the hard way. If you got a happy wife, you got a happy life. In fact, it's not worth the argument. I got buddies at work. They'll be telling me, Hey, you know, this, that, this is happening. Now. What do you think? You know? And it's funny because I tell people all the time, a lot of people come to me for advice and it's not because I'm that smart. It's because I, I tell them, you know what? I know what doesn't work. <laughs> I tried it. It didn't work. <laughs> you could try it, but I doubt you're going to get a different result. I said, I remember one time, uh, I don't know what happened, and I, I went to the living room and started walking to my bedroom, and I see my 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 pillow fly out to the living room, uh, to the hallway. What? And I see a blanket fly out there, and I'm thinking, wait a minute. <laughs> and my buddy says, "Man, I I know that trick." I said, "What trick?" He goes, "Well, it ain't a treat." I said, "No." I, said, I knew I was in trouble, but I didn't know why. Why was my pillow on the floor in the hallway? <laughs> what the hell is well, going sometimes on here? It's not, sometimes it's not worth the argument. You got to just. Get a happy wife, you got a happy life. Shit, if you grew up poor like me, you don't give a fuck where you lay your head. I'll sleep on the goddamn ground. <laughs> you ain't going to say, look, it's funny because, you know, girls, excuse me, not girls, women, women have a funny way of fighting. And there's one trick that I find particularly amusing. You ever get the silent treatment, Rudy? You know what? In, in, in my experience, I've always been the one that do the side of the chicken. So I don't right. know if that's me being a that, girl. That's me too. <laughs> but but I, I was always the one. Dude. And then I would get yelled at because she would say, how long are you going to go without talking to me? And dude. I said, well, I mean, when we talk, all we do is argue. So I'll just stay to myself. Fuck <laughs> it. I ain't got nothing nice to say to you right now, bitch. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Yeah. You know, you know that, that's the one thing I, I never did like. like I mean, I, I was never an aggressive person. I, I never put my hands on my ex-wife. I, you know, regardless yeah, of what yeah, happened yeah. between us, I, I never put my hands on her. I never threatened her. I never understood a guy who calls a, a female, you know, cusses at her and, and degrades her and calls her a tramp and a whore and the B word and this, that, yeah. and the other. It's like, and at the end of the day, and you're still going to say that you love that person. I don't understand that. I mean, we don't do but, the, the full But I, I'm a guy. I'm going to forget yeah. about it. When you say things to a female... You know, Eddie Vedder once sang it, you know, some words once spoken can be taken back. <laughs> there are some things, I, I I remember saying some off-the-wall things without cussing. Yeah. You know, you, you find clever ways growing up in church how to how to hit people where it hurts. And, you know, I'd say something about her mother or, or something That's that just right. went off the wall. And, then, you know, I, I don't care how much time passed in our marriage. That would always be brought up. Remember when you disrespected my mom and said this? <laughs> I thought, I don't know. Rudy. So I, I, I learned, hey, you can call me whatever you want. I'm going to forget about it. You can tell me I'm the stupidest man in the world. And tomorrow I'll be right there. You know, hey, what do you want to eat? But, um, yeah, that's one thing I never understood. Guys, to this day, I have friends like that. And it's funny for me because I've been single for a minute. But a lot of my friends, you know, the, the girls that talk to me, 
You know, they always say, I'm looking for the right guy. But I said, you always want the bad boys. You want the guy that cusses you out, that you know he's talking to two or three other girls. And you got a guy like myself who's a hardworking man, comes home, and I'm just too boring. I guess I'm too too safe. Yeah. It's like, you know, it's not enough excitement. But at the end of the day, you want that bad boy, that's what you're going to get. I don't think they want the bad boy. You know what they want, Rudy? They want a motherfucker. And you know what? I'm going to apologize to you because I've noticed that you, you do keep a pretty clean mouth, Rudy. And I apologize for, for dropping so many F-bombs, but it's kind no, of part you don't, of the, but, I've but that, tried but hard. Like, you don't have to apologize. <laughs> I don't have virgin ears. <laughs> I'm not apologizing. I'm just saying, like, I hope you understand. I have tried to to tone it back a little, but at this point, I think I've had a couple. So I'm I'm getting a little loose-lipped here. I think I figured this out recently with my wife and I'm just going to, I'm going to let you in on something because you sound like a really nice guy and I'm a really nice guy. And this is something that I've had to figure out through trial and error. They want somebody who will go along with what they're saying most of the time, but every once in a while, they're going to get a wild hair and they're going to wild at you. They're going to, they're going to get a little feisty. They maybe they're pissed off at something that happened at work or maybe they pissed off at their parents, you know, if that's a thing, but they want you to just kind of give it back to them a little, just a little, like, I'm not saying like throw hand at your wife. That's not what the fuck I'm saying, but I'm saying like <laughs> sometimes my wife, you know, she'll get off on one and we'll pick at each other and she's back and forth. And then all of a sudden she'll hit that, that mark. And I'll just go, listen, bitch. And I don't, I, I never say that out of context. And it's just when we get to that point. But I think that's when she yeah, knows that I'm like, all right, this is, this is the spot. I appreciate what you're saying. And I appreciate your enthusiasm, but this is the end of the conversation. Yeah. <laughs> right. And, you know, sometimes, and I'm not to get too vulgar or X-rated with you, Rudy, but sometimes that shit turns out later. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> it's, I don't know what it is. It's just sometimes they want you to stand up to them a little. Just just give them a little yeah. feedback and let them know that, you know, sometimes you are a little out of your goddamn mind. Sometimes you do act yeah. a little silly. And it's cool because I'll go with you. I'm team you. Most of the time, yeah, every I, once in I a while, you. you're going to push me a little past. You're going to nag me a little. I'm going to say, look, dude, do it. your fucking self. Fuck you. I yeah. don't ever call her names. That's that's rude. You shouldn't name call. But sometimes yeah. you got to get real with somebody <laughs> and just go, you know what? Fuck off. Make your own fucking dinner, then, bitch. <laughs> and it's, hey, it's hey, funny. I, I don't, don't want to cut you off on what you're saying, but I have to, I have to say this because uh, with, with, with the way you're saying that reminded me of when you were singing a. Uh, your rendition with uh, Chris Christopherson. <laughs> you said, F you, Chris Fuck you, Chris Christopherson. You said, I'm not going to do his part. Not because I can't, but because I don't That's want right. to. That's right. I just want you to know. When his part came, you said, and here comes Chris Christopherson. And it made me laugh after the fact, hearing how your fingers got blown up. I, said, I can remember, I can just imagine him with, with, with his stub saying, F you, Chris Christopherson. No, no, no. <laughs> it's using even, that particular hey, finger. Look, like, F you, Chris Christopherson. It is even better because you called that to a T. And here's the thing. I don't have a nub. I don't have a middle finger. They took the whole fucking knuckle out. So when I give you a middle finger. Oh, did finger, they really? Yeah. When I give you a middle finger, it's my ring finger. And a matter of fact, I stuck it out. At, we were in traffic today and my brother-in-law pulled up behind us at a red light and he started honking like a dickhead. Like, And I hate it when people honk. 
So he knew he, you know, and I go, what the fuck? And I'm looking around and we realize it's him, you know? So I rolled down the window and I shot him my bird right out the window. I just, (laughs) bam, right. You know? And my wife was like, don't do that. And I said, it's not illegal. It's not even a real middle finger. Fuck him. You know, and I stuck it out. <laughs> so it's like, I did. I flipped him off and I said, Chris Christopherson, you need a big bag of dick. I'm not singing your part. I can. I know the words and I know the, the, the pacing and fuck you. <laughs> you know what song I did like, actually? And I don't even know the original song. Don't ask me why I don't know it. But it was the one you had did on the LPP, I believe, three episodes ago. And it was with the night Chicago died. Yeah. <laughs> I actually liked your rendition. I was like, that's when I told Rod. I said, hey, man, I like when this guy does this song. And he goes, and around, and around, and around, and around, and That's pretty funny. And he, he does the, the instruments, and he gets it. But I go, that's when I told him when I, when I went to do the podcast. At, at their at, at their house, I was like, "Hey, you know what?" I said, "This guy sounds, sounds pretty cool, man. I think I get along with him pretty good." I mean, I chatted <laughs> up with anybody, you know, but yeah, I mean, me too, when, I, when I got an appreciation, whether it's music or whatever it may be, you know, I, that's why I knew, you know, regardless of how long this episode goes, you know, I think we've chatted already for a long time, and I, you know, God forbid you have another four-hour episode. Hey, I'll make <laughs> I it knew into listen, man. With Rod was long. Dude. Because when I went to download it, it warned me on my phone. It said, this file is larger <laughs> than normal. Please connect to Wi-Fi to download. I said, what the hell? See, I don't know if you've ever... Have you ever thought about fucking with podcast? Like, it's it's a lot of... Not work, but it's just tedious. Like, you have to schedule... You know, if you're going to do guests, you need to yeah, no, schedule. No, I, I, so I've it's... never thought about doing it. Uh, I feel like when I go to Rod and Ace's house and we do it, like I tell them, you know, because we're friends, I think the chemistry is really well. Kind of like when you have Papa right there, like we don't have to try. We're just friends that are having a good time. And sometimes, you know, we try not to keep it as, uh, you know, inside jokes because it's not funny to anybody else but us. But I just love vibing off of each other and just, yeah. you know, it, it's always a good time. Like I, like I tell them, it's always a great time. And uh, you know, in the beginning, when I, I think I've been on like maybe five episodes of there. But in the beginning, they're like, hey, we can buy you dinner. We can. I was like, hey, you know, I'm just here to hang out and have yeah. a good time. Now I just go over, you know, they'll just give me a water or whatever. And I'm, I'm right. happy with that. They give, me a, they give me a Snapple. Every time I go, they give me a Snapple, uh, uh, iced tea Snapple. <laughs> Those are my demands. And if I can give Mascot, Mascot Diaries a shout out. Those are always my two demands now. <laughs> oh, shit. I got to listen to an episode, Denise. I, I told her I would. The Mascot Diaries. Yay. Yeah. So you, you, let me, you let me know whenever, you know. You want to cut this, or we're going too long? Because I, I don't. I think what it's uh, it's eleven thirty my time, so I know it's already one thirty your time. So yeah. I know it's it's already getting pretty late too. But I mean, I, I'm just I can just be a chatterhead and just chat, 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 chat the whole time. And I remember getting in trouble for that when I was married too. And we'd be in church, and I'm talking with somebody. Then it goes from from the church to the parking lot to the couple's getting in their car to my wife's honking in the car. Listen, you man, this here. is, what are you talking about? No, this is the deal, man. My wife went to bed. My baby is asleep. Um, if you want to play chicken, motherfucker, <laughs> we might be here for a while. Cause <laughs> what I, this is the problem that I run into is, is try. I want to make sure I want to make sure that I'm consistent. Cause I know that's a big piece of it. Like if you say I'm going to have something every week, you need to be here every week. And I've tried really yeah. hard in the, in the beginning. There was a few bumps 
And, you know, I finally got shit figured out, and that's what I've been doing. I've been trying to keep it Saturdays, because that's when I know I've got time to not only produce an episode, but also to record an episode. And I've yeah. been trying to keep... It's hard to... Um, to to You don't want to just record a whole bunch of shit, especially if you're doing topical shit, because it might be out of date by the time you play it. You know yeah. what I mean? Like you don't want to 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 do a whole hour on like the Charlottesville riot shit, you know, because it's been three weeks from now, and like obviously everybody's worn that shit out, and nobody's talking about it anymore. Which is kind of what's up. Like I haven't heard shit about the Charlottesville Nazis with the tiki torches and all their bullshit. So I I, I did enjoy your story about. You wanted to buy and sell because they were on clearance. <laughs> that was messed up, like, man. That was a I true story. My head. It was lower than normal. I'm over here looking like I'm a white supremacist, <laughs> and I'm buying these cheeky torches at Target. I better put it back. I had a problem. Like it legit. I'm standing there, and I was like, "Damn it!" Because they were on clearance, and then I wondered, like honestly, I was like, "Is that why they they decided to go torches?" Because it is that time of the year. I guess you know you just. Put the tiki torches in the clearance rack because back to school and, you know, you put all the folders and pencils and shit on that aisle where the tiki torches used to be. So maybe that was it. (laughs) These, what a bunch of pussies, man. They couldn't even make torches. You ever make a torch, Rudy? (laughs) No, no, no. I never had a need to. Oh, shit. Okay. Well, I've made torches. But (laughs) I guess that's just being out in the woods. You just, I said woods. That's terrible. Being out in the woods. You fucking, you see something cool, like a torch, and you're like, how do you do that? And, you know, it's a stick and a t-shirt sleeve and kerosene. That's, you know. Oh, no, no. no, I've never had a need for that. I mean, there's really. They're not really resourceful. And to be honest with you, those millennial, those those pansy asses, they're carrying tiki torches. Sometimes when you're carrying a stick that's got liquid fire on it, you get burned mm-hmm. up a little, like it drips on you. You know, it gets on your hand. Ooh, like you gotta, yeah, 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 yeah. You gotta be careful. And I'm, I'm pretty sure that those, those soft ass dudes probably weren't fit to have none of that burning up their Gucci sleeves. And yeah, so they, they didn't do that. They went with the tiki torches. It's, it's so yeah. sad. Like if you're gonna be racist, at least commit. You wanted to show up to the rally on Friday and then show back up to work at Monday like nothing happened. Fuck you. Yeah. Yeah. I can't stand that shit, man. I think people should be how they are. Like I said that and and, and another thing. It's like, if you're going to be racist, be racist. I respect the shit out of that a lot more than somebody that wants to walk around and act and talk that shit. But when somebody brings it to your door, you're like, oh, I don't know what you're talking about, man. I'm just, no. Fuck it. Stick to your guns. Say that shit out loud. And and, and I I think, too, what happens... For me, like I've had this not argument, but I, I, people kind of look at me like I'm kind of weird when I say this. But I'll tell them, I think people, a lot of people, and I'm not saying you, but a lot of people when they talk to me, they're quick to say racist, and I tell them, but that's not racist. Mm-mm. Yeah, it is because he said this. I said, no, that's not racist. I said there's a difference in, in having a stereotype. I said uh, I, my brother lives in Rosemead, full of Asians. They do not know how to drive. I said. Is that a racist comment? No, it's not. It's a stereotype. It's not. It may not be a pleasant stereotype, right. but the reality is, I, I've almost gotten hit five times yeah. going there this week. What <laughs> the fuck? It's man? a stereotype. <laughs> but but there's people that are so touchy. Like, oh my god, how can you be so racist? 
Right. You when, know what? When did I ever say that my race was was above their race? All I'm saying is, wow, that's uh, you know that that's a stereotype. Something that those but, folks know, people, do. <laughs> they're, they're so quick to say, oh my god, this person's racist. I go, when did he ever say his race was superior to yours? He's right. not a racist. No. He may he may be you know misinformed. He may be uh, you know uh, have no filter, but he's not a racist. And there you know like you, I think you mentioned like there's funny jokes that are just funny. That I can, you can go back and forth. Like you make fun of your buddy, he makes fun of you. We have that at work. Oh, yeah, yeah, we have yeah. a Filipino that works with us, and everybody calls him Chinese. And I feel bad for the guy. I've never <laughs> called him that, but it's everybody. Hates I am him. not he's a Chino. Chinese. He, he's a chink. He's a Korean. He's a Korean. He's a Jap. And I'm like, no, he's a Filipino. God damn. Oh yeah, but you know, <laughs> same thing, right? And they don't like it because he'll he'll say, well, you know, you, you look like you're from El Salvador. And obviously, for a Mexican, that's an offense. Cause don't call me that. Right, 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 right. And I said, "Hey, well, you, you can't call him something. If you, you want to play with him, don't be mad when he when he plays back with you, you know." And then he'll say it in Spanish to even make it even hit them even harder because he knows what they're saying. They're saying, "Hey, Chino, hey, Chino," you know. Uh, they're calling him names. He fires back at them, and all of a sudden, like, "Hey, you know, don't be calling me that." You know, I've always wondered, and maybe you could help me with this, Rudy. We're from. This is the point of the motherfucking Po' Boys podcast is to sit here okay. and we can iron some shit out. <sighs> I have a Hispanic uncle. And I said that in yeah, I heard the about last that. episode. <laughs> I heard about that in the podcast. And I'm not going to say that, how so. That came to be. Here's the thing, man. I need to know right now because, like I said before, I have no hate in my heart for any race or credo or color. Do your fucking okay. thing, man. You ain't going to bother me. Fucking handle your business. Yeah. So there's there's terms, and obviously I know the ones that aren't like you just said, like calling just any brown person a Mexican is kind of fucking rude, right? <laughs> I've heard different like okay, so uh, what's you said it earlier when you're talking about like like gangbangers and shit? What is it? Is it a uh, shit? Oh, the word is cholo. Cholo. C H O L O. Is that a rude cholo. thing to call cholo. somebody? Like, if I see no. a couple cats no, no, and some they, dicky, look. No, that 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 just, that just means gang member. <laughs> if or I a gangster see is what it means. a couple I, I don't know fucking dudes word, it's just, <laughs> and it, some it, dicky it, shorts, you, you just say, "Oh, look at look at that cholo right there." Like, it it, it means like a gang member, gangster. That's what it means. It's, okay. it's not a a bad word or an offensive word. I mean, I, I don't know that anybody would be offended by it unless they. They may have like a shaved head and you know wearing baggy clothes, and you say, "Oh, that's a cholo." Hey, don't call me a gangster, but right, so right. That, that's not an offensive. So word. it's a gangster, though. Like specifically, when you say yeah, cholo, I mean. you're talking about like flying a flag, wearing dicky shorts, and some fucking yeah, you, you, some you, boat yeah, shoes. Well, 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 there was a song that was stupid, but it was popular. Unfortunately, it was I lean like a cholo, and I mean, so that's you know that's when they were saying elbows up, side to side. It, that was that was a, a huge song over here. Was lean like a cholo because that's yeah. you know. Everybody wants to be a gangster, I guess. Next Friday. Baby Joker, eh? <laughs> With the fucking do-rag. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's cholo. So the yeah. deal is, is Mexican obviously is rude to somebody who's not from Mexico, but to somebody from Mexico, Mexican is very much appropriate, correct? Yeah, you know, I, yeah, I, I'm, not, I'm not big on that. Yeah. If somebody tells me, you, you know what, like somebody Mexican, just somebody I don't, I don't take offense to it. Even yeah. though I wasn't born in Mexico, my parents weren't born in Mexico, my grandparents weren't born in Mexico. Yeah, Actually, one, my grandfather was born in Mexico. But when people say, oh, you're a Mexican, I say, no, I'm, not, I'm an American. Right, I'm right, an American. Right. Now, even though I know, I, even though I know yeah. that's not proper, 
because it is it is you know Mexican American or Hispanic. I don't take offense if somebody says, "Hey, you know, you're a Mexican." Okay, cool. But in some cases, you call actually, a you actually, call actually, a fucking. Actually, uh, the proper term. The proper term is Chicano because a Chicano is somebody who has Mexican blood, but you're born here. You're not a Mexican. You're from here. Okay. So that, that's the slang word. Is that's a Chicano, and the, the difference would be one of my friends at work is a straight Mexican, and he's a Mexicano, but I'm a Chicano because I'm born here. Uh, so, but I mean, I don't, I don't get offended at all. What does offend me, I, I, I work in a warehouse. I drive a forklift in a freezer, yeah. refrigerated warehouse. And all day we load trucks. I load drivers that are black, oh, drivers shit. that are uh, Hindu, drivers that are, you know, uh, Hindu is a religion. I'm sorry. It's not the race. They're, they're from India. Yeah. And I get along with everybody. What I don't like is when they try to talk to me in Spanish. And I, and I know they're trying to break the ice. Yeah, but I tell them, talk to me in English. Come it's on, bad man. enough you speak broken English We're at the and house. you speak even more broken Spanish. And I tell them, at least talk to me in English. And I can't stand when, hey, my brother, how are you? And then they talk to me in Spanish. Okay, amigo. And I tell them, I'm not your amigo. Uh, and they say, oh, I'm sorry, brother. I said, I'm not your brother either. I don't even know who you are. Right. I tell them, you're you trying too hard. Yeah. <laughs> Just stop. <laughs> That's pretty fun. You know, uh, Chicano is one I've heard before. And I, it doesn't sound terrible, but does it sound bad when I say it? If I refer to somebody no, no, as a Chicano? No, it's, no it's, not, it's not offensive at all. It's, it's, I'm telling you, it's, it's not offensive at all. Right. Okay. I, 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 it makes I, me feel good. That, like, that, I need to that, know these kind the of pro- things, Rudy. I appreciate you. Because that's the proper term for someone who's not from Mexico. I, but again, if you were to say, I have a friend named Rudy, he's a Mexican, I wouldn't say, what the hell, Jody? Like, don't be calling me a Mexican. I know there's people that are anal like that. There's people oh, that yeah. say, "Don't I'm not a Mexican. I'm not a Hispanic. I'm a you know." They, I don't know whatever word they want to use. There's people that get all butthurt about that, but no. We'll see, but obviously, Chicano, it, 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 it's it's not offensive. It's just uh, separating someone who was born in Mexico and someone who has Mexican uh, blood. Uh, you know, their background and his so, uh, Mexican descent. If you, I don't know if you're finished with the last episode or not. They were refer- referring this a lot, so it's a good thing you're coming right after. <laughs> but with Rod and Denise, I was talking, and I said the word I Hispanic. I said the word Hispanic a couple times, and I thought about it, and I was like, "That's not a word you see unless it's on like an application." You know what I'm saying? Like you don't see yeah. Hispanic now. One I do say a lot is Latino, and I try to say it at least correctly. My wife got on to me the other day because I said Latina, and she was like, "Why are you saying it all funny?" And I was like, "What?" Because <laughs> I was talking about at some point in there. I think I'm. I figured out that Denise is, you know, obviously Latina, <laughs> and I didn't yeah. know that. So I was just like, "Yeah, she's Latina," and she was like. Why do you say it all weird? And I was like, that's how I say that. <laughs> She's like, well, really? And I was like, yeah, Latino, Latina. That's that's right, right? Is that rude? No, no, not at all. Like if I were to it's say like a me, fine no, Latino I, gentleman I think, I think came people, up and offered me a beer. <laughs> like like I, I have people that tell me, uh, you know, I don't know. We'll, we'll talk about something like, oh, you can't say that no more. They go by this. I'm like, no, no. I, I look to things to history. I go look. At, if James Brown can make a song that says "I'm black and I'm proud," I'm, I'm not going to call somebody. I've never called a black person African American because the song doesn't say "I'm African American and I'm proud." If a black person can say "I'm black and I'm proud" and I love that song, then how am I offending them by saying you're a black person? 
that's what you are. I mean, I'm brown. You can call me yellow. You can call me red. You call me whatever you want. And I know people get really hurt about this. And this is another thing that kind of ticks me off. This is just random. Another thing that, that is when people talk about how you have to mention the person before you mention their deformity or whatever. I'm like, look, you can call me a short man or a man who's short. At the end of the day, I'm still 5'3". It, it's not going to hurt me if you mention my being first. He is a man who's short or he's a short man. And it's like, well, you can't say, you know, this person has a disability without mentioning his name first because then you're uh, bringing up the deformity or the disability. You're not recognized. And it's like, why do people get so hurt about so many things? You know, it's like, oh, you can't say midget. It's a, it's a little person. No, it's not a little person. It's a dwarf. No, it's not a dwarf. It's like, oh, my goodness. Well, come on. <laughs> it's like, that's, that's why I love working in a warehouse, a union warehouse. We are so, so unorganized as far as uh, what's politically correct. Um, you just breaking you know, down uh, walls, we, man. We, Don't we, you we, love it? We say words, obviously, we wouldn't repeat what we say on the streets. Oh, man. Because it, it is offensive. <laughs> but, I mean, it, it's you're working with 99.9% guys. Yeah, who act like they're in jail, even though we're not, and they love humping on each other. I'm proud to say, 19 years at the job, I've never had another man grab my butt. I've never grabbed another man. These guys seem to do it all the time, oh, and yeah. I think they think because we wear we wear a bib because we work in a freezer. It's like they feel like it's, it doesn't really count if you touch a guy in the front or the back because he's wearing a bib, so he can't feel it. I'm like, no. Why would you want to touch another man's private for it, dude? I don't care if you're wearing a big puffy glove. Or if he's wearing a bib, like it's still get your hands away from me. Yeah, like, that's yeah. nasty. But, I feel you, you know. Bro. The, I mean, these. I, I, so it's refreshing for me to go to work after being in the society that we live in of of sissified people. It's pretty. You go funny. to work and you'll yeah. hear somebody say, "Hey, look at this fat moron over here!" And I'm like, "Oh, you can't say that." Well, yeah, why not? He's fat. He's an idiot. Yeah, fuck I it. I mean, we we you know. I mean, they, yeah, they drop f bombs like crazy <laughs> over there. I mean, it's like it's every oh, other word. We we literally have meetings. Uh, and in the meeting, you got a guy, you know, disgracing the supervisor in the office. The, the supervisor, it's his birthday. And, and one of the guys says, hey, man, it's your birthday. All right. We got a candle. You want to blow it out? And he starts unzipping his pants. Now, this you're talking to to a supervisor who has the, the right to terminate you. Oh, and it, 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 fucking me, hilarious. I, I, I would never say that. <laughs> but I'm like, how, how could you be so aggressive to say something like that? He's like, oh, yeah, I got a big candle for you. And he pulls down his pants. Like he's gonna pull his wiener out. I'm like, hey, what the hell are you doing? But uh, stuff like that to me, I'm like, it makes me uh, enjoy my job. I tell these guys, it's not a jail. You guys act like it is. I mean, when we get a lady truck driver, she can look like a dog, oh, but it's a dude, female on the dock, rough. and it's like you know, <laughs> everybody comes out, and I mean, everybody comes out. Of, hey, check out that driver in door 15. It's a girl. Look at, look at, look at. And it's like, hey. <laughs> I wouldn't talk to her if she was on the street. You know, I mean, I mean, you want to talk to her now? Like, you know, go ahead. Oh yeah, but no, I mean, some of those you're mentioning, no, it, it's not offensive to say Latino. You know, Latina. Latina would be uh, proper because she's a female, right? So that would be the that would be the proper term. That wouldn't be uh, condescending or you know inappropriate. Well, that makes me feel good. At least I know. Man, it's crazy what you were talking. I work in a in a warehouse too. I deliver tires, so it's like yeah, it's all guys, and it's funny, man, because that gay shit. <laughs> it, 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 it gets... It's heavy at my job. I mean, everybody. You hear another guy call another guy papacito, which is like you know, daddy. <laughs> right. Oh yeah, no. Hey, why would you call another man 
little daddy. Listen. Hey, hey papacito, you're looking good today. <laughs> and these guys swear they're players. Now, I mean, me... they're, they're the, they swear they have girls here, girls there. And I go, well, all you do is grab on these guys at work. And then when we have our company picnic, those guys that are the worst guys, when they're with their wives, it's like they can't even talk. They got a muzzle right. on their mouth. And you Damn, look at them like, hey, and they're stand. like, no, no, no. They're like, no, 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 don't say nothing, don't say nothing. And you're like, well, well what's wrong? Man? Like, yeah, it's yeah. like you're you're an uncaged animal at work. And when you get that act right juice when you're at, at, at Knott's Berry Farm with your wife. This is the deal, man. And I've said this. It's so funny that you brought this up because this is something I want to talk about for a while. I have a, a dude at work. I refer to him as my work husband. He's the warehouse manager. <laughs> he's a big old teddy bear. And he's like, he's 6'3". I told him the other day, I said, motherfucker, you ever go out for Halloween and scare little kids? I said, and I was like, you're not fat, but brother, you're a big motherfucker. I said, you could dress up like Jason Voorhees or the Texas Chainsaw Massacre dude and just scare the fuck out of little kids. I was talking to him. And uh, oh, by the way. You sent me that picture. I thought it was hilarious because I saw C flow. That's a big old motherfucker, huh? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? I think he is. He is tall, but I think I'm five three. Rod's like I don't know, maybe five seven. Right, maybe right. C flow's probably five ten. So I mean, it, it, we look like you know, literally like I the saw little brother, next the bigger to brother, and the biggest brother. <laughs> yeah, I, well, I, I don't think you. he planned it like that. I don't, I don't, I don't think it was planned like that. And it's funny because it's, it's it's like I'm C flow. But like somebody stepped on a can and kind of made him wider. <laughs> like, you know what it is? Like, I got a couple of buddies like you I've had over the years. You know, I refer to you as either a, a bulldog, you know what I'm saying? You're stocky and you'll tear a motherfucker up, or a stump. <laughs> stump is a good one too. I say, look at this motherfucker stump over here. He'll wreck you. Well, name. you know what's funny is because my, my name is Rudy, uh, the nickname has always been Root Dog. So some of the Mexicans at work. You know, they they, they root dogs. They, they call me bulldog. They're bulldog. That's right. You don't be messing <laughs> that's, around. That's what they say. They say, oh, you know. And I actually, my brother uh, got me personalized license plates for my birthday. The, the black ones, the black and yellow ones. And it says root dog one on it. So everywhere I go, we're like, hey, root dog, root dog. That's so, pretty awesome. That's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. No, man, that, uh, that shit at work, it's weird because, like, I get – so this is what happened. I work at this warehouse where they had a woman who worked in the office who was like either the HR person or the management, something like that, right? We're talking about like 10 to 12 men and like one woman that works the front desk and then this manager lady. And I guess for a long time, like they couldn't even curse out loud. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like it was just locked down. And apparently she went away. <laughs> and so I came into this a couple years, I guess, after she had gone away. And it's just, I walked in there and I started hearing some of this dialect. And it's so much about just like, yeah, you are. You know, it's just, you can't say anything without some kind of like sexual connotation or over. The, and it, I get it. You know what I'm saying? It's funny to me yeah. because it's how you bond. I'm sure it's the same thing we did in football. It might be the same thing you do if you're in the service. Like you just, you you have to be intimate with these people. And I'm not saying like grabbing people by the dick. I don't know. We don't have a lot of that. Maybe you'll get a smack on the ass. I haven't really gotten one. And we got a lot of brothers that work there. And brothers ain't about that gay shit. You don't be smacking them on the ass yeah. and talking shit to them. Like that's not how that works. 
But the management is are just a couple of white dudes. So it's like, you know, you talk around to them. They'll talk shit. You talk it back to them. I'll fuck you in your mouth. You better give me a raise. You know, shit like that. And it's funny because everybody can laugh and get along, you know, and nobody's ever pissed off and nobody ever has a really bad day. And if you fucking having a bad day, I'm going to fuck with you. I'm going to be like, what's up, sunshine? Huh? Yeah. You having a bad day? You bitch. Why don't you go back here? I'll smack you in the face with my dong. And then it's, you're going <laughs> to smile. You know what I'm saying? Eventually. And I'm going to be like, what's up, dude? And you're going to tell me, well, fucking my wife's being a cunt. And I'm like, well, hey, man, it happens, bro. But hey. Just remember, you're here, you know, work that shit out. Don't go home mad. You know, it's, it's funny because you develop like a relationship with these people. And it, yeah, it takes that gay shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, sometimes you got to talk a little crazy. But it's fun because you get it out. And you don't have to blow up on some asshole in traffic. <laughs> you, Yeah, like, I, I think uh, for me, what was funny to me was, you know, I, I, don't, I don't have a Twitter. Um, but I'm on Facebook. I'm on Instagram. And then, you know, I, I got a Snapchat. And it's like when Snapchat came out, I don't know, you could like draw on the pictures when you send them. And everybody at work was sending me pictures of somebody laying down on the floor with a wiener, big wiener drawn in their mouth. So funny. <laughs> yeah, or, or drawn on their butt. And I'm like, <laughs> what is your infatuation with the male anatomy? Like, you have a wiener. Why do you got to draw 10 wieners in this guy's mouth? <laughs> and hilarious. the guy's laying there just knocked out with his mouth wide open. And, uh, and I mean, it's just, it's just too much to me. It's just. I, I, like I said, I, I'll drive by and people are talking about it, and I just laugh and walk away. Like I, I've never, I've never once did you <laughs> entertained ever, that thought. Did but, you ever? But guys, you know, like, I mean, they're serious. They, they, they talk like really, really, like really, like it's gonna go down. And I'm like, why would you even want him to put his mouth on you like that? <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, I got something for you. Like that's nasty. I would never tell a guy that. Yeah. But I, I guess I can get where they're coming from. It's just funny. But I'm like, ah. Eh, that's for for you guys. You guys do that. I don't do that stuff. And I tell them, any one of you ever try to touch me, man, I'll sock in your face so hard. That's right. And you know what's funny? And you have to respect I got funny, that. I got I got a, I got a funny story for you. We actually had I think it was four guys in the warehouse. They pulled them in the office. Human resources was there, a lady, and she said, uh, "We we do have one female who works in the warehouse. She drives a forklift. She does everything the guys do, and uh, not a bad looking lady." And um, they pulled four guys in the office, and they said, we want to talk to you about a complaint that's been filed for sexual harassment. So obviously, everyone thinks, well, you know, people have been messing with the girl, and, you know, what, this, that. And they say, well, who's complaining? They said, well, there's guys that have made complaints that they're tired of being grabbed. (laughs) And I said, man, that's got to be the most embarrassing write-up in the world. How do you explain to your wife? They didn't get suspended, but, you know, they they got a verbal warning. I'm thinking, how can you go home and explain to your wife you got suspended for three days because you can't keep your hand off another man's butt? Sorry. <laughs> and when they said, who, who made the complaint? They said, well, there's other guys in the warehouse that are saying that, you know, you four have a problem with, you know, always humping on them and touching them and yeah. grabbing on them and whistling at them. And, and they made us take a whole course. Yeah. Over what was right and what was wrong, you know, what you can do. And it's inappropriate to, you know, even tell someone they look good today. And, and, you know, obviously as soon as the meeting was over, guys came out and did the same exact thing, but I just thought it was hilarious. I was like, that's gotta be the most embarrassing meeting to be in where no, you're, you're getting right. accused of, 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 of hitting on another guy. Explain <laughs> that to your wife, jackass. <laughs> yeah. 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 So 
That's no, it's funny, me. man. Like being in, in the environment we're at, like it's a lot of talk, and I'm I'm happy with it. And like you said, I'm not too comfortable with people touching me. So, and that's what's funny is nobody really crosses that line. Like we don't touch each other. It's just it's funny because it's almost like a macho thing. Because it's yeah, never yeah, like yeah, yeah. it's never like I'm gonna take you on a date and I'm gonna have candles. No, yeah, no, fuck. it's never, it's it's never like, like that. It's, it, like, it, it, it's more it's more trying to somebody uh, will it's. You're, be you're, dominant, like yeah. hey, you know, you're gonna go over here, and That's I got something for you to polish, and you Listen, know, junk like that. This my 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 work husband, my giant work husband, fucked around and stacked my truck wrong a couple months ago, and I took a picture because I had stopped at a stop sign, and they all fell over. So I had a pile of tires. I opened the door and I took a picture of that shit, and I just I sent him a message and I said, when I get back, you're getting fucked. You better hide. <laughs> he, up, man. he sent me a message back, and he was like, oh, no. <laughs> it's just stupid, man. Like, it's just, it's funny because I think it helps everybody just get through the day. And like you said, it's, we have uh, one woman. We have one woman that works there, and bless her heart, she's like 30. She's actually not bad looking, and that's what's kind of creepy, like, Nobody in there like ever like hollers at her. You know what I'm saying? Like it's funny to me that like maybe everybody just gets it. Like you don't shit where you eat, you know what I'm saying? Even though she may yeah. seem nice and she's fucking she's good looking, like don't do that, man. Like you don't want to cross that line because you don't want to be yeah. having the fucking chick at work that answers the phone to be your lady. Like yeah. <laughs> you're asking for trouble. Yeah. So, I mean, it's nice to know. Like, they treat her like a sister. Like, the shit that we say in front of this woman, if she were to ever, like, fucking record it, dude, some of us would be in so much trouble. We call yeah, no, it, it, it's the opposite. At our time, we have about, uh, uh, maybe about 30 guys at the most. Yeah. Uh, we have three different shifts. Damn. And there's one girl that works, you work one girl like that works a, in, in, a in the warehouse. you work for, like, a distributor, Rudy? Like, is. Well, it like used a, to be bigger when, when I when I when I transferred to that facility. I had seven guys under me on day shift alone. We had like seventeen guys on day shift, yeah. and then about twenty on swing shift, and then you know twenty five on graveyard. But we've lost some counts. Pallets and, you know, and trucks on forklifts, those little picker lifts. Yeah, uh, no, no, we we do have we do have one of those, but no, it's more a yeah, it's order order pulling. We're we're not a distributor. Okay. Well, okay. I'm sorry, we're we're a distributor. We're not a manufacturer, so we'll I just see. hold the product and ship it out. And the biggest thing we have is milk. So a lot of that soy milk, which is the the, the popular craze, yeah. uh, iced coffee, creamers, um, you know. So it's and there's so many different ways to pack it and and you know sell it. So there's so many different varieties. But um, yeah, for us. You know, we have people that, uh, you know, they're, they're just foul mouths regardless of who's there. And I've always been, you know, I don't talk like that. So, you really don't. You know, when I and go, I appreciate you, man. Like you, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm a terrible no, but, person. But, 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 but see, this, this is what I always say when I have my friends. Like I have friends who I, I like them for who they are. I've never asked or said, hey, you know, don't talk like that in front of me. I, I don't like that. I, I don't because. It's everyday life, right. and to me, and I would you know, never. And I have friends who I have friends who do that to me all the time. Like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm like, why do you got to be sorry for? Like, unless I tell you, hey, it offends me, or hey, you know, I don't like that. I knew what I was getting into when when I when I said I want to be on the show. I'm right. not going to act like, oh my god, I can't <laughs> believe he's dropping f bombs. Like, 
I've listened to some, to some of the podcasts already. You know, Rod, Denise, you know, they they cuss all the time. It's just it's just funny to me. Like they're just my friends. You know, like I said, I, I think there has to be a balance. This is why a lot of times, you know, a, a person of the faith gets a bad name because they have an idea of what they see on TV. Oh, you're the guy that hates gays. You're the guy that, you know, makes these signs that says you're all going to hell. Like, no, I'm not. <laughs> right. That's not what, what, for me, what being a Christian is. It's like, I'm just a person who loves the Lord. And, and I worry about, I have too many problems in my own life to worry about being a police, a moral police officer to dictate how you should live your life. Now, if in time you want to ask me what I believe in and, and you like the way that I am, then, and then I'll share with you. But I'm not going to come and, and, and ram my beliefs down your throat because you're not doing it to me. Right. So, you know, that's just, that's just my outlook. And, and like I said, I've had people come up to me and say, hey, can I ask you some questions? Or, you know, I really like the way your outlook is on life over here. What made you like that? And I think that's more beneficial. It's like I tell people, it's like if you're a bodybuilder, just because you like eating salads doesn't mean you got to slap a hamburger out of every other chubby guy's plate because you don't agree with it. Like, you may like eating the salad every day. I don't. Right. Uh, I, I like to eat a hamburger. I like to eat stuff that's not good for me. And, yeah, it may not be good for me. And. But, you know, it doesn't mean you have to dictate what I should eat because you're into fitness. Yeah. I'm into fatness. You're not. <laughs> so that's what it is, brother. I, I just enjoy people, man. I like, even like, you know, just chatting with you right now. You know, it's just it's just a blessing for me to, to meet new people, chat it up with them. And again, you know, it's uh, you just appreciate the person for who they are. I mean, like I said, I have friends who who are just straight atheists. I have friends who are kind of, you know, they're really against everything that has to do with religion and and and, and I, I i support it with what they believe because that's their right to believe that and i tell them you're the type of person that makes the best christians or, or best religious people because you're so stuck in what you believe in once you see the truth nobody's ever gonna convince you otherwise right and so you know that's fine and you and you have to question things you know just because i believe a certain thing doesn't mean that it's right you know maybe i am wrong and and i and, and I, I tell people maybe you can share with me your outlook and what it is. And at the end of the day, if what you said makes sense, then maybe I was wrong all these years. But like I tell people at the end of the day, you know, and I'm not trying to get preachy here, but what I say is even if everything was a sham, even if everything was fake and there's no heaven, there is no afterlife. I can honestly say I live my life to the best of my ability. And I don't feel I've ever deprived myself of anything. Uh, there's a bodybuilder that I was following. And I really liked the guy a lot recently died 46 years old, 47 years old Damn. or 46. And I think, you know, the dude had a lot of money, fame, and it's like he was out there just wilding out. I mean, openly talking about the steroids he did, talking about this, that, and just some horrible things. And it's like, you know, you live that fast life, that's what you're going to get. I tell people, you know, you can say I live a boring life because I've never done drugs, I've never done alcohol, but I like my life. And, and I tell people, it doesn't make me any better than you. It makes me worse because the things I've done stupid, I've done them sober. At right. least somebody who, who's, who's whacked out on meth or, or, or who's drunk, you can say, well, it was the alcohol. I said, every dumb thing I've done in life, man, it, it's like 10 times worse than everybody else because I've been sober. Damn. How could you be so damn stupid? <laughs> I don't know. I guess I just was. I wish I could blame alcohol, but I can't. That's hilarious, so, man. That's true. Yeah, man. No, so, no, like that's... I said, I, it, it, was, it, was, it was a treat chatting with you, and I just appreciate you know the time. I know we've gone super long, probably longer than you and Rod. And Denise, so I mean, whatever you want to cut or not cut, it's I'm fine with everything. Man, it's it's whatever. I've I'm at three hours. I gotta pee. That's where I'm at. Like, it's really silly, Rudy, because I don't 
get to talk to people a lot. You know what I mean? I'm so busy just working and being a dad. That's I don't have time for anything else. So yeah, but 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 you know what? Honestly, that to me, that's the most important thing. It's like for me, I heard you talking about. I think it was Seaflow was talking about. You know, I'm sorry if you don't have no kids. You know, like I know it's a. You said it's a it's a prick thing to say. You're like, right. like I don't really know what you have in common. Like I can't. You know, I and, and to me, it's like I I feel like when I was married, I, I knew the risk of marrying someone who couldn't have kids, and she already had the kids. Like I was never going to have one of my own. And, and right. married for seven years, I invested that time. It's not too late, but I look at it now. Okay, I'm 42. If I get somebody pregnant tomorrow, it's still going to take nine months, and I'm going to be 43. And do I really want to run around at 44, you know, yeah, trying to take a kid to the park looking like their grandfather when they're 10 and I'm 55 years old? You know, it, it was rough for my dad to have me as young as he did, but it was a blessing when, you know, he, I'm, I'm 15, he's only 32. It's like, yeah, he's like your best friend, you know, like you're your hero. You know what I mean? It, it's it, it was a struggle in the beginning, but it's something great. Now, that's why I take an appreciation heavily for my nephews, for my nieces. And I have so much adopted family uh, who, you know, whether we I grew up with their parents or we're just close and uh, friends I met through church. And I call a lot of, you know, kids, my niece, my nephew, and, and they call me the same. They call me uncle, you know, uh, I have a lot of family like that. So I just appreciate people and like investing in people and you know, I'm divorced now, and you know, I have a lot of things I didn't have before when, when I was married because I, I didn't have the money to have that. But if you ask me at the end of the day, would I rather have 15 pairs of shoes and, and 20 watches and thousands of bottles of cologne, or would I rather have a family? I'd rather have a family. That's just the honest truth. To me, that's just better than any material thing. So, what you have is, is the best thing. And if you have five friends or if you have no friends, as long as you have your family, that, there's, there's nothing that's more important than that. And I understand, you know, being realistic. It, it is healthy to have friends, but at the end of the day, you know, having that, having your your seed, you know, knowing when your time is done on this earth that, you know, your name's going to carry on. That, that That's an amazing thing, man. That's, you know, I, I take it an honor. I, people ask me why I use Junior all the time at the end of my name. I, my name is not Rudy Menchaca. It's Rudy Menchaca Junior because I am my father's son. And, you know, I, I'm proud to be his son and, and to be, you know, when he passes on, I'm going to carry his legacy and it's not going to die with him. Um, you know, will I ever get that? I don't know. You know, I, I don't know. It, it, I'm cool if it happens. I'm cool if it doesn't. Um, but I, in the meantime, I just try to touch as many people as I can. Yeah. And like, like we've talked about, just try to be a good solid dude all the way around. Here, uh, i tell you what, I want to talk about that. So I don't want to, we'll give it a, Till at least two thirty. You cool with that? You mind if I go take a leak real quick? Are you ready to go? Because I can cut it off. No, I, I'm fine. Yeah. Okay. I'm fine. Okay, and we're live. We're back. <laughs> <laughs> so here's the deal. We've been talking for a little over three hours, Rudy, and this mm-hmm. last little five minutes has been kind of fun because you know you've told me a lot about yourself. And and the situation you had with your ex-wife and the kids and how old are you now? Just so I'm I'm sure. Forty two. Forty two. Man, I don't know how hard you think about it, but in my personal opinion, I think you should definitely try to have your own kid. Maybe not a son or your dot. Like don't 
don't get your hopes too high on that. Like, I know you did say that you're a junior, and I would love nothing more than you to have, you know, you Rudy the Third and to be able third. To, to lay that down. <laughs> the third. Hey, look, yeah. we got a, a buddy of mine. He was a third, and we called him Trey. That was his nickname. <laughs> like, it was, it was pretty awesome. So I'm saying, like, I, I totally understand that. And uh, I think that, obviously, you gave a lot of your time to uh, your ex, your ex's kids, and I know that you invested a lot of time in that. And dude, I didn't grow up around kids really at all. Like I didn't have brothers or sisters. You know, I got all the ass whippings. That's kind of what sucks about being an only child is you can't blame that shit on nobody. You get all the ass whippings. But I think that a person like you, somebody who can actually appreciate, you know, because life is tough. There's a lot of dark shit. And, and you seem to have a good outlook and you can you can show up every day ready to give your part and do your thing. I think that the moment somebody laid your own kid in your hands, bro, your whole world would change. Because I felt it. I was like that, dude. I was borderline heartless. Like, I'd given so many years of just not having to care about anybody but myself. You know what I mean? Yeah, And when they laid that kid in my hands, bro, like it hit me like lightning. I can't even describe it. And it's so silly because other people had told me that. Like my, like Papa Wright, he's got, you know, his two boys and he's got an older daughter. But, you know, the boys were very special to him. And uh, it's one of those things, man, like when that doctor hands you that little baby and like you sat there and you've watched your your woman wife girlfriend whatever when you see what they have to do and i didn't even go to the business end you know what i'm saying i stayed up at the top but you see the struggle yeah. you see the pain and you understand like okay this is this is sacrifice right here and then they they fucking put that little baby in your hands man like something changes and it sucks now because i'm pretty sure we're only going to have one but then you get a whole nother fucking level of like fears and shit like stuff that you didn't think about before. Like now I think anything happened to that kid is probably one of my worst fears, you know? Yeah. Shit that didn't bother me before. Things I didn't even have to think about. Like, yeah, he could just drown. That happens. You know, it's it's yeah. fucked up because you, you invite a whole nother level of stress and anxiety and things to keep on your toes and frustration you know what i'm saying like this is a a little person who's running on all the instincts of any other person but they simply don't give a fuck about anything you think or say like they don't they no comprende <laughs> you know what i'm saying yeah. they're fucking out of it but you know they'll tear shit up and they'll break shit and they will push you to the fucking limits but you still, you know, you get up every day to make sure that they get fed and they get to go to school and they get to learn things and, you know, grow up to be people. And it's it's so crazy. And I'm I'm still happy to see where this goes. But I think that would be something you would really enjoy, Rudy. So I'm not saying, like, go head over heels. Because, bro, let's be honest. Until you start firing straight up blanks, you know what I'm saying? You've probably got at least yeah. to your 50. There are plenty of dudes who fucking lay that shit down later than that. <laughs> 
And women nowadays, they say too, like, we're living longer as a society. Like, a lot of people are actually, you know, just genetically, they're, they're living longer. So, even having babies, there's some things you got to worry about, but it's not till you get deep off into your 40s as a woman. So, you there's plenty of time, dude. I think that's something that we, you would really think would be awesome. So, I hope that that situation presents itself to you because I think you would really, really enjoy it. Yeah, I think for me, I just don't live my life like putting pressure like that's going to determine whether I failed in life or not, like if this happens. I mean, obviously, if that was the case, then I would be pursuing, you know, she can look like, like death and be like, as long as I have a kid with this, you know, because I mean, I remember my one of my exes that I had previously, she really, really wanted to have a kid. And I was just like, I just, you know, she was a cool girlfriend for now, but I was like, I can't see myself having a kid with this lady and being, you know, having something for the rest of my life. With her. Like, you're cool yeah. as a girlfriend. Do I, do I, do I want to have a kid with you? And she wanted to badly, but I was like, no, That's I just point. don't think. And I, and I think, and my mistake again, once you say something, you can't take it back. You know, it was an argument and why not? Why not? And I finally just said, cause I think you just want to trap me and have something to have me stuck to you for the rest of my life. And I just don't want that. And it wasn't that I was afraid or, you know, I didn't want to be a dad. I was already in my thirties, but I was like, Oh, I just, just I, not, not with you. With you. Bitch. I, I just don't. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah. And what you know, you and, and it was offensive to her and whatnot, but I mean, I just had to be honest and rather just, you know, and cause I, I have, you know, friends that are just miserable and I'm like, well, I, I'm surprised you even were intimate with this girl as much as you hate her. You know, it's like, well, you know, I just didn't care. And, you know, it was one time or whatever, you know, and it's like, and then she got pregnant. Doesn't that yeah, suck? I love my kid, but I don't love her. Like, I, that, that, that's rugged. You know, you get older, you want, you want to have a kid with someone who you love, not just someone who will have a kid for you. Yeah. You fucking dudes. Listen, it's not hard. It's called pull it out. Listen, bro, take a step back. I'm not even saying wrap that shit up. I'm saying when you're off in, when you're in, the midst of passionate love making with a woman. Take a step back. <laughs> Pull that shit out, man. <laughs> and for, for anybody else in the for for any of my 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 brothers out there who may be packing a little extra, take two fucking steps. Moonwalk if you have to. <laughs> Get the fuck up out of there and save that shit for later. <laughs> There's no reason, man. Because yeah. there will be a time when you really will appreciate it. When you'll be like, this is this is a good time for me to do this. Not when you're 20. You know what I'm saying? And you're still like, well, cocaine's okay. Once in a while. You know, it's, in fact, it's not a good time for a dude. You need to be at least mid-20s before you have a kid. Yeah. That's rough, bro. Like... And I think that it sucks for people like that because then you get to see that happen and then you go, ooh, I don't know. This looks tough. And it's, yeah, it's tough for somebody who hasn't fully developed as a person, you know. But yeah. once you're an adult, you kind of get it. Like, you just, I just got to make sure that I got enough money in the bank that I can eat for the next month or two. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Pay the rent, pay the bills, and be able to just float. That's yeah, that's why, know, like, for me, you know, I, I know you said you didn't grow up having a, a dad in your life. You know, I'm, I'm not trying to rub it in and say, you know, oh, well, I did. But I think for me, what, what I talk to my cousins about, we'll look at old pictures of our dads, and I'll tell my cousin, man, it's hard to believe that, you know, 
Look at the, there were men in this picture, but they were only like 23 years old. But I can't imagine being 23 and living on my own. And, 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 you know, they weren't making big money, but they made enough to support the family where our moms didn't work. And I'm like, you know, I, I can't fathom that. I, I said, even in my 30s, I was trying to figure my life out. I was like, you know, they, they don't make them like they used to. I mean, it, you know, I know a lot of times we try to change things. And, and then, you know, society has to change. we got to change with the times. But sometimes, you know, it, that, that saying is true that they don't make them like they used to. And, you know, the, the, the rougher times, the more rugged times made more rugged men. And, you know, I, I, I can't fathom it. I look at old pictures of my dad and I start doing the math. And I'm like, well, if I was only five in this picture, he was only 23, like 22. Like, how in the heck do we have our own house? You know, like, it's un, it's un, it's unreal to me. I wonder if shit, like, cost less back then. I'm surely that's part of it. Well, no, because people probably made less money then, too, huh? Yeah, because my, my dad told Damn. me when, when in 1975, when I was born, he was making 60 or $80 a week. So I think 80 I think I think he said $60 a week, $80 a week. And I'm thinking, man, my goodness, that's, you know. Yeah, rent was cheaper, but it wasn't dirt cheap, you know. Yeah. Like, yeah, everything kind of just goes up. It's not even just the financial. I, yeah, I'm talking about just the mindset. I'm like, how in the heck were you mature enough? Because I, I look at myself at 22 and 23, I was stupid as hell. Oh, yeah. And my, 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 my biggest thing was PlayStation, you know, at 22, 23 24 years old. <laughs> that was my, you know, getting place, PlayStation and ordering Pizza Hut, you know, and eating stuffed crust pizza on Friday night. I think I, I can never be a dad Man. at that age, but I'm just, it's not just the money. I'm just thinking just the responsibilities and, you know, and it's just unreal to me. How great was the you know, original but, uh, PlayStation? The first one? <laughs> oh, man. You just took me back. I don't know what happened there. You snapped me into something totally different. I was like, damn. You yeah, made- you know what? Yeah, it was funny because I had a buddy at the time, and he liked a lot. Of, he was an older guy. He liked playing a lot of games. So uh, I used to have a real big room. It was like a den yeah. when my dad's uh, older house. And, uh, and he'd come over. We'd order pizza. And, I mean, just stay up all night playing just Resident playing. Evil. I was going to uh, say Resident Evil, Metal you Gear. motherfucker. Oh, my God. <laughs> playing, uh, uh, you know, Siphon Filter. I mean, Need for Speed, whatever games we were at, you know, role-playing games, whatever games, and it was just like all night. And, and we didn't drink. We, we didn't, you know, get high. It was just food, PlayStation. We'd wake up Saturday, get something to eat, and do it again all over again, and, you know. And then, uh, and you know what's funny is I love video games. PlayStation 1, yeah. PlayStation 2, I really wasn't into. My wife bought that for me, like a wedding gift, I think, or for my birthday. And uh, so I was like, cool, you know, the graphics were nice. And now you couldn't get me to play a video game. I don't know why. I should like them. I'm a single guy. Nobody. I remember when I was married, my wife used to get mad at me. Like, are you gonna ever turn that thing off? And I was like, Yeah, you're already mad at me as it is. I don't care. I'm gonna keep playing. And I would just, you know, <laughs> start an argument just because I didn't want to go to the room and then deal with her. And I just play PlayStation all night. But now it's like I have all the freedom that I want. And I mean, I have zero interest. I think I had a PlayStation here for. I don't know, uh, almost a year that my brother gave me. I think I used it once for a Blu-ray disc. That was it. Yeah. It just doesn't interest me at all, at all. I mean, at all. I just have zero. And the graphics are twice as nice. It's so crazy as, now, you know, dude. Exciting, but it's just, eh. I just, I, I'd rather do other things and, and, you know, it just doesn't interest me anymore. It's, um, 
it's really come a long way. I think I want to try to get an Xbox One. And I really haven't got to play since the baby came along. But I like to kind of roll with it. They've been giving away games. And if I do, I have time. You know, I like to sit around and play some games once in a while. But, yeah, you know, I don't, I, yeah, I don't get time. I like Assassin's Creed. That's a pretty good little series. I don't know how long it's been since you played, if it's been since that series was a thing. But uh, I, I can honestly tell you the last game, it sounds funny, but I think the last game I ever remember playing was the Madden 2004. <laughs> that was the last time I ever played a PlayStation. Because uh, I remember like Marshall Falk or somebody being on the cover, and that was like the last oh, one. Shit. I mean, I've seen them. You know, obviously I've seen like... Uh, Black Ops, you know, uh, whatever those games are. Uh, uh, but I playing a game, I believe two years ago, my dad went to go preach in Kansas, yeah. and I loved it. We went to Wichita, Kansas, um, and I, I actually really loved being out there. I loved the, the lifestyle and everything that was out there. And um, the, one of the kids there, he had a PlayStation. He wanted me to play with him. I was like, dude, I don't know how to play come on, it'll be fun. I got my buddies. We're here. We'll play, we'll play online. And I, I, it was no interest to me at all. All I did was run on the wall and hide and got shot 30 <laughs> times and died. I don't know how many times, but man, those first person I, I know shooters games, are some bullshit. I, I don't, I don't play them at all. <laughs> you know what? I've got a copy of grand theft auto five that if I ever just get bored and this is the thing, Rudy, I understand what the the idea behind Grand Theft Auto is. It's for some kids. It's just weird, sadistic, you know. Shit yeah, going it around. is. Yeah, I've I've seen it. I've seen that. Yeah, I, I, my, my little brother plays that, and for uh, me? he's thirteen now. And it's it's interesting because oh my god, like you know, this guy's cussing at this girl, or she's you know giving him head or something like that, and it's yeah. like oh you know he called her this. And, you're beating up people and killing them and it's like it's a crazy game man it's a crazy it's a sensory overload and i will tell you this i think that it is healthy for people like me who maybe do have a little bit of some some shit that they got to work out once in a while to just go on there and just pretend you know what i'm saying and you just yeah you, you just Whatever you handle, whatever business you blow shit up, you ram cars and ramp shit, and you know fly airplanes, and it's it's pretty cool. I think that it does help to you just to kind of work some shit out. But also, like, I'm kind of lame because sometimes I mean it's set in Los Angeles. That's what the basis is, right? It's a big map. Yeah. Grand Theft Auto Five. It's it's L A. Sometimes, Rudy. I'll just go get on a motorcycle and I'll fucking drive up in the Hollywood Hills and I'll fucking go off into fucking <laughs> the, the canyons. I'll go take pictures. I'll fucking get up in the thing. Like, it's funny to me because it's a complete, like, role play. Like, you just do whatever you want. Yeah. You yeah, get- it's funny because I, I had my cousin visiting uh, in from Texas uh, two weeks ago. And, you know, she's been here before. She's not actually my cousin by blood. She was married to my cousin. They got divorced. And that's between them, but I was like, hey, you know, you, we, we were asked to make you a part of the family, and I don't see the difference why I'm going to turn my back on you now. You, yeah. know, you didn't murder nobody. You weren't, you know, unfaithful to him. You guys, it just didn't work. So that's between them, but I've always been, you know, trying to be just a family member to her. And when she came to visit, I was like, you know what? I'm going to take you to places in L.A. that, you know, 
I usually don't go to because I live here and I take it for granted. That's like, you know, it, she wanted to go to, to the, the Lakers store. She wanted to go to the beach. And I'm like, I can go anytime I want to. It's just there. But I just don't do it because I take it for granted. But it, it was nice to kind of go around L.A. We went downtown. We went to uh, Sky Space. I think Rod and Denise went there, too, where it's uh, 70 uh, stories up in the air. Oh, and you can, shit. Like, you can walk out. You can walk out. It's like the tallest building, uh, the U.S. Bank Tower. It's the tallest building downtown. And you can go out and walk out on a ledge. Not a ledge, but you know, they got the glass where you can kind of lean against it and kind of take really nice pictures. Nah. And you can just see, like, the whole city. It's just really, really nice. And then you have a slide on the 71st floor where you slide down. It's a glass slide. And you can, like, look down and slide into the 70th floor. So it was just nice to kind of do stuff like that. And, you know, like I said, I live here, so it doesn't really interest me. And But then when you realize, you know, I should stop taking this stuff for granted, and, and I really did, I really enjoyed myself, and went to places I normally wouldn't go because you know, I just think, yeah, I can go whenever I want. But the truth is, I just take it for granted. I, I remember when she came, she was taking pictures of the mountains. Like, what are you doing? Oh, that's just amazing to me. That's, they're just in the way. Like, <laughs> How is that amazing to you? But, you know, I understand when, you know, when I went to if I'm going to go to Texas, you know, I want to go look at stuff that she takes for granted. So it's pretty neat. But I man. totally get what yeah. you're saying. I totally get what you're saying. Just you know, just cruising and just appreciating, you know, the 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 views and landmarks or whatever in the game. No, I think. Hey, shit! If I ever make my way out to California, Rudy, we'll have to we'll have to sit down. Oh, you, you have, never you never a, been to Cali? No, I've never been west of Texas, bro. Like that's, <laughs> I've been all in the southeast. You know, I've been through Florida and Georgia, Alabama, all that shit, and just recently, the last few years, I've been in Texas, Oklahoma, and uh, I've done a few like mid like. I have a lot of family in St. Louis, so we go there. You know, so that's Missouri, okay. and then I've been into Illinois, kinda. I've never been to Chicago or anything like that, but yeah, other than that, that's pretty much it. Just the southeast <laughs> so i've never yeah. been wet i've never been to colorado or las vegas or anything you yeah. know none yeah. of that shit. I, i've never been big big into like traveling myself but i have been certain places well one like i said i grew up in the church and we had a little rap group so i was a rapper for a while like, horrible but for whatever oh, reason people like carrying us and, and that opened the doors where we went to mexico we went to nicaragua which is a world country we went to texas university to rap and we were horrible but for whatever reason, the doors were open, and you know, so we 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 use those uh you know uh, opportunities just to make the most of it, and uh, you know, got to go all over the place. And then I think, like I said, I went to to Kansas uh, two years ago with my dad for a week, and I really, I mean, I considered moving out there. That's how much I liked it. It's just, it was just so peaceful. Oh, the the one thing, the one thing we're spoiled with here is is the weather. I mean, yeah, yeah we're complaining right now in Cali. It's been like you know. Hot 105 lately, but I mean, it's not, shit. <laughs> yeah, it's, 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 it's nothing. And, and I mean, I'm spoiled. I got an air conditioner in my, in my bedroom and my living room. Um, but I mean, when my cousin was visiting from Texas, she's like, this is a treat. She's like, we have that nasty, humid heat where oh, you yeah. take a shower and you come out and you just feel like you got to get right back in. It's like so disgusting, miserable heat. She's like, you, you have it made here. I was like, it's like, I was crying. It was like 85 degrees. I was like, man, it's hot. She's like, what are you talking about? Like, it's perfect. I'm like, oh, well, 
maybe for you, but not for me. We're just spoiled here. Oh, I can't. I wait. mean, everything's e- everything's easy for us. You know, they talk about the sports. Everything's lined up for for you know Cali for Los Angeles. Like you know, the games start later for when everybody gets off of work, they can watch it. But I think people on the East Coast, I mean, the games are starting at you know. 10 p.m. Like that's unheard of. Like over here, a seven o'clock game is late. You know, for us, uh, so and, you know, and when it when it ends, the Dodger game ends at you know 10:30. I'm thinking, man, it's late, but I can't imagine somebody watching on the East Coast, and it's you know three o'clock, one thirty, and yeah, morning. yeah it's, it's, it's wow. That's so funny. Like I never thought of it like that. Fuck y'all. Well, my buddy told me that. I never so that. My buddy told me that. He's like, you know, we're spoiled because they cater everything. To you know the big cities, you know L.A. And they really do. Like yeah, they do. They do. So I mean, it's expensive to live here, but it's that's all that I know. You know, I like I said, we have a lot of family from Texas. Uh, there's a lot of Menchacas in Texas. It's my last name, um, but you know that's where the, my family's from. You know, I think it's. I definitely want to get out there and check it out one time. I think I'd be better with like the Pacific Northwest. Uh, Oregon, uh, Washington, shit like that. We're yeah. gonna move. You know, this is off topic. I don't even know if this has anything to do with the podcast, but I was hearing you talk about how you were with, uh, you came out on Paul, uh, our, uh, our line of notes. You, how long ago was that when you came out on his uh, podcast? Um, let's see, that was about a month ago, I think. Right about. Yeah, because I, I came out on his show. He was the guy I was talking to you about when I said, oh, I've done a Skype call before. It was Paul. That I did, I did our liner notes. Probably, it seems like six months ago, but maybe it was last year. No, and kind shit. of the same thing. Yeah, kind of the same thing. He kind of heard me talking uh, on the podcast, and I think I might have mentioned. So I think he he said, you know, he mentioned something about music, and I think I commented, and he's like, hey, you know, I'd like to have you on the show. It was supposed to be me and Seaflow, but I don't know what happened. It was just me, and mine was. He said, uh, "Bring an album with uh, three songs that you want to, you know, talk about." Yeah. He, it was pretty much an album, but I took a greatest hit. He's like, "We really don't do greatest hits, but you know, we can." So I did Sticks, and oh, used uh, I think it was Blue Blue Collar Man was one of the songs I used, Crystal Ball, and The Best of Times. So it was, I was kind of just spreading out. It was a pretty good episode. I have I don't to check know what it out. It was. Yeah, no, no, I'll look. Yeah, I'll find it. Yeah, I don't. I mean, Rod can probably tell you right away that guy's a genius. Yeah, <laughs> he's yeah. like, oh, you came out on episode number forty-one. Like, oh, I did, and I thought it was pretty <laughs> cool. I mean, I, I was just kind of like here shooting the breeze. I think it was about an hour, hour and a half episode, and uh, we were just talking about the songs, what they meant at the time, and I was really when I was at like my one of my first jobs when I was into that CD, and even though it's the greatest hits, it's just the the, the time frame of those songs were like really really, you know, fitting for what I was going through at the time. So it's a pretty good episode. If, if I find it, I'll send you the link. Because I, I have it somewhere. I just don't know what, what episode it was. I tell you what, now that you mentioned it, I'm going to have to make sure and find that. I think I just figured out the best way to close this song. Uh, the, the, the best way to close the song. What the fuck, bro? You've had, I've drank six beers. I'm perfect. I'm right where I need to be. <laughs> you know what? I, I paced myself. Because I didn't like the way it sounded when Rod kept saying, oh, I got to go pee. Right. Like, <laughs> like, that sounds funny. I was like, you know what? I'm not going to drink anything. And when I got to use the restroom, I'll just go. I'll just put it on mute and go. Like, that sounds funny. Like, I got to go pee. Like, I mean, I, I know it's so, normal, but it just sounds funny. Like, it's like I got to go to the restroom. Like, uh, so I'm good. 
I thought I was going to drink my root beer right here, but I didn't. I was like, nah, I don't want to use the restroom later. So I've just roughed it out. I figured it out right here. This is how we're going to end. Normally I do, you know, closing songs and shit like that. This is a, a really good song. I think we're going to go out on it. And uh, here we go. You know, we did some Clint Black earlier, and it's it's funny, man. Like I said, music is one of those things that throughout my life I've used it just to kind of, as a beacon, you know, when I when I feel a certain way, I find a song I can relate to. Um, usually with lyrics, you know, I don't really do music, so I hear somebody sing a song about having some situation happen that I can relate to, and I'm like, yeah, and then that's my song, and then I learn everything they do, and it's just... I think music plays a big part in everybody's life, and mine in particular. I know, you know, throughout I've had songs I've related to and everything, and this is one of those that I think encompasses everything. It says, bam, it's a life song. So, I'm going to play a song, and I'm going to cut the recording, and after that I'll tell you goodbye. And we'll go okay. from there. Is that good? Okay, sounds good. All right, cool. Here we go. Ooh, let's let's try that again. Sorry. <laughs> this is Clint Black from earlier, you know, the harmonica player guy. So this is okay. Hey, and you know what? Before we get into that, you know the on um on the song you played with Temple of the Dog, I thought I wanted to know who played the harmonica. It was actually. Chris Cornell, who plays the harmonica on that song. I know you said you liked the harmonica part in uh, Times of Trouble. I thought it was Vetter who played the harmonica, because I know when they re-recorded Footsteps, they added a harmonica to it, which I didn't like. I liked the original version without the harmonica on Footsteps, but when they did the greatest hits, uh, they added the, the harmonica to it. And I was like, eh. it, it can, I, I didn't really like the feel on it, but uh, I thought it might have been Vetter, but I looked it up, and it was Chris Cornell who actually played the harmonica on Times of Trouble. That's crazy because like certain parts of that, like I was saying, you know, I, I fiddle. So I get certain noises that you you make on there. There's a certain way you have to breathe into it. Like you literally have but to. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know what? You, it, it's almost like you have to breathe that hurt because some right, of the way right. he's in that, that harmonica, you can hear the hurt in the end that the way he's like you know yeah yeah yeah, yeah, it yeah. it's like it's not just know somebody he's with literally... a smile just like you know it's not somebody with a smile just going mm-hmm. it's somebody who's really like almost weeping as you're breathing and exhaling like the hurt into that you know so it's it's pretty powerful yeah and so I'm I'm glad that you recognize that. That's wonderful because that's I, I hear it every time, and I'm just like I'm Damn. telling you, I came prepared. I, I wasn't coming on this podcast to just sit here and be like, "Hi, well, how are you? Hey, I'm uh, fine. My name is Rudy. Okay, like, hey, I wanted to bring something to the table." <laughs> well, Rudy, it's been a fucking pleasure. Excuse my language, but you've been a wonderful <laughs> guest, and I'm gonna get you two know what? episodes it'd be, it'd be out of this. I love for it. You, if, if I had a visual for you to flip me off with that no finger of yours. And I'd be like, you know what? F you, Chris Christopherson and Rudy. <laughs> That's right. Well, you can eat a bag of wieners. <laughs> That's right. A big bag of them. Well, everybody. Yeah, a big bag of them. 
Thank gobble, you for, gobble. for toughing it out. And tonight for the closing song, we have one Mr. Clint Black with his harmonic sensations doing a song called State of Mind. And uh, it's a wonderful song. So listen to the shit and you go do whatever you got to do. It's Sunday. We got a three-day weekend. Have a good time. You know what I'm saying? Right on. So there you have it. My conversation with one Mr. Rudy Menchaca Jr. There, I said it. He said it. I said it. The Rude Dog, Rudy, friend of the listening party and now friend of the Pope Boys podcast. Listen, man, I really appreciate anybody who takes time to listen to this show. And I just want to say from the bottom of my heart, thank you. You don't have to. And, uh,. I'm just trying to do something I enjoy. And I just want to say I appreciate it. You know, life is funny. Sometimes you just... Sometimes you just got to find something to do with your time so you don't go crazy. And I think that's what this is for me. Y'all might get tired of hearing about me talking and philosophizing? Philosophizing? philosophy philosizing that's a hard word I don't know a lot but what I do know I learned the hard way and if there's any way I can share that with somebody then that makes it worth it in my opinion um, you know I love people I really do and I've seen I've seen the worst side of people and I'm trying to learn the best side of people. And I just, man, I love it when somebody can take an experience, something bad or something traumatic or something very difficult, and find the silver lining. Because I guess that's really what our purpose is. We're just supposed to deal with shit. So, I guess... We're just going to keep on trucking. <laughs> That's all we can do. But special thanks to Rudy for sitting down and talking with my ass for almost four hours. Jesus. And uh, you guys have a great weekend. You know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be cutting out time to do this if I didn't enjoy it so much. So thank you. And uh, yeah, try to stay out of trouble. That's the best piece of advice I can give you. Keep your ass out of jail. It ain't fun in there. They'll take your shoelaces and feed you McDonald's. That's a bougie jail. Other places, they probably just give you a fucking bologna sandwich. Anyway, I'm Jody B. And I'll catch your ass next week.
big leather suitcase All I own's inside Seems I've been walking for days Can't even bomb a ride Try stepping to a tune With the rhythm of a walking man Mind drifts like a big balloon Out of my situation at hand Ain't it funny how a melody Can bring back the memory Take you to another place in time Completely change your state of mind Walking down a lonely highway Not feeling alone Thinking back when things went my way And not the road I'm on a time or two But it never lasts long I can always make it through On a wing and a prayer and a song Ain't it funny how a melody Can bring back the memory Take you to another place in time Completely change your state of mind It can make it right from a wrong It can make you fall it can get you singing along, chase the clouds away and make the sunshine above. A melody can bring back the memory, take it to another place in time, completely change your state of mind. A melody can bring back the memory, take it to another place in time, completely change your state of mind. 